Eight. Any last words? Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Chuck and Lou. Yes, uh, I can tell you right now that I am not going to be any good to you tonight. My voice is absolutely gone. I have, Lou, I have no idea why. Why, why, would, why would my voice be like it is? What do you think? Three games this week of hooting and hollering. Yeah, and a little sick on like Wednesday and Thursday, so I'm, I'm just kind of struggling. You know, the last, last four or five days have been a, a disaster, but <clears throat> good in the basketball world. And tonight we have a, a guest, Trent Champagne. Trent, how you doing? Doing well, Coach. How are you? I'm doing great. It's, it's awesome to have him along, isn't it there, Lou? What do you think yes. about this? Um, he's been asking about this since we started. When he When's he going to be on? Yeah, I didn't realize how cool of a setup this kind of was. Oh, it kind of looks like KMOX, doesn't it? Right. I mean, this is a, this is a big-time deal here. Yeah, big, but, big uh, time. You know, as far as <clears throat> we've had anybody we've run into now, they're like, man, can we get on Chuck and Lou? Like, Marshall from over to my CDS. And, you know, everywhere you go, it's like, oh, you know. So we, we love that people are, are tuning in and taking a listen. students to request that they can be on Chuck and Lou. Really? Yes. Well, tell the students that they, you know, they got to be pretty remarkable. We go Terry Hollander, Paul Boschert, now Trent Champagne. I, I mean, told, I told them that the sport's got to be in season. It's yeah, they better be. So, um, first off, Lou, be spring sport people for people. Uh, yeah, that's right. You know, let's go ahead and get started right into West Side Talk because my voice is only going to go so long tonight, so it's going to get right into your hands pretty quickly. Um, it's sponsored by Tubby's Pub and Grub. I'm just going to start like acting in different languages. That's what I should do. Plaza Lanes and Tubby's can just take you know, so they go knock some pens down. So anyway, um, Lou, tell us a little bit about some uh, some West Side Talk this week. All right. Well, start off with wrestling. Um. From what I understand, they are undefeated so far in duels, tries, quads. Nice. That's big time. Yeah, they're undefeated 6-0. and That's a great start. They were in a tournament over at Westminster on Saturday, and I, nobody took top in their weight class, but I think there was a couple third-place finishes. But it looks like a new coach. Can you tell us a little about the coach? Yeah, um, Rocky Bircher coming over from – well, he was running Francis Howell Central's feeder program uh-huh. for a few years, and then – his teaches over at Harden. I like it. Yeah, he, uh, he's so he's got some wrestling experience for sure. Yeah, and I think I've seen him around school. Um, even this summer, every day he was in there working out. He, yeah, he, it was him showing the kids that if I can do this every day, you should be too. And I, and I yeah. think he's a he's a guy that's going to really do a, a great job with the wrestling program. Yeah, and I think he he seems pretty committed to it as well. Yeah, exactly, and that's a huge deal. Yeah, uh, not, no knock against Coach Ball. Obviously, no, he, did, he did a fantastic. He job. did a, he did a great job. He just he had he. Wanted to get into a little bit more than just coaching, and I respect that. Yeah, and he's getting more of his education done. I think he's got a, a bright future, maybe even in the admin side. He's going back to get, to get more classes, so kudos to him as well. But what else we got going on in Warrior Land? Well, before we touch on the big boys for us, we're going to talk about the varsity girls. Big boys, ha. Huh? Um, varsity girls over to Lutheran St. Charles Tournament. Uh, we got uh, They lost to the number one seed, MICDS, 43-26 to in the first round. Then they played Viz or Visitation in in the uh, conference or not conference consolation semifinals, and uh, they beat them. And then played Notre Dame on Friday. Had Earl time update there. Actually. I saw that. And that guy's everywhere. He is everywhere. He's he was everywhere when I was playing. He's been yeah. doing this forever. Yeah, and Notre Dame did not beat West, so. West won consolation. Well, that's a good week, you know, winning two games. That's the goal in every tournament. 
is to win two games. If you can they're win two three games, and one. Yeah, I know. I know that's great, but they went to the tournament and they won two games out of the three. I mean, that's a coach's goal. Yeah, you know, it's, it's very easy to lose that first game and then kind of just absolutely just say, and oh, they already screw this. Seed in that tournament, which proves they're they're obviously getting better. Three three and one's a great start. Playing some freshmen. Tell me a little bit about the Nicastro, correct? Mia, yeah, Mia Nicastro, freshman. She's about what six foot tall. Yeah, she's, she's so. a good player. Yeah, she's a good she's player. She's really good. She could be fun to watch these next three or four years. Um, four years. Well, you know, four years. Yeah, three or four because we're into the first one, you know, a little bit. Can, can you give me a little credit? Okay. Okay, good. I'm just making sure. You know, <laughs> he's on me tonight. He, he, he's going to have a big show. He knows yeah, it's uh, time to shine. And Brooke Wilson's also named to the all-tournament team. That's great. You know, Brooke's just Averaging a, a double-double in the tournament. That doesn't surprise me. She's put in, she's put in her time. So what else we got? Do we have um, varsity boys this week at the uh, MICDS tournament? Monday night, our all-time update there. Playing the solid Westminster team, winning sixty-one to fifty-eight. And Trent, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Westminster game in, in in its entirety, as far as how many threes they shot and the whole oh, overall yeah. time update? Just give me this, you know, kind of wrap up yeah. Monday's game. So we, we came into that game knowing that we let one slip away with St. Charles High. So you wanted to make sure that we came into that game and just proving people around town that St. Charles West is St. Charles West. And so we came out, uh, came out to a great start. I think we were up 17 to 10 or something, something we were pretty big after the first quarter. Right, and 17 to 8. They probably shot 30 threes, 35 threes. They shot 31 threes. 31 threes. Yeah. They probably made 11 made or 12 11. of them. They made 11. I think we did the percentage. They made about 35%. Yeah. Um, but 35 they, and a half percent. They come back the next Two nights later, they scored ninety-one points. Yeah. I think one of their kids yeah. said they might have had a game with fourteen threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got we got lucky there. I think yes. a little bit. So they yeah, scored ninety-one, especially three points. In yes. the first half, we we got lucky with some because there was a few threes that went uncontested, and they and missed, so, you know, and they missed, and they missed them. So and so, but we played really solid offensively. Um, I think we're a team that just con- tries to control the pace no matter what game we play in. You know, like you said, Westminster scored ninety points in that second game, but we kind of held them down to fifty-eight points. Right, and so I feel like you know. That's kind of my job, too, sometimes, is kind of control the pace of the game. And so I felt like that first game against Quinn Spencer, we did a good job and got ourselves a chance to go to the semifinals. I'll just say, everybody that will watch St. Charles West basketball, if we keep it under 60 points, then we got a really good chance of winning that game. Okay, yeah. So what happened on Wednesday? Was it Wednesday night, correct? Wednesday night had an 8.30 game against Francis Hall Central. Oh, past my bedtime is what it was. Yeah, that's, on on that's, a school night with the calculus testing this morning. No, that's when I lost my voice, too. That was the night. I yep. felt like I, I was a little bit rambunctious that evening as well, and there was a lot of, you know, questions. It was a great game. Tell us a little bit about that game. Yeah, it was a really good game against a GAC opponent, Francis Howell Central. And um, Howell Central, pretty good team, got some really good guards and came into that game. I, I think it, it, there was a question mark in that game. We obviously had a player who was out for that game that would have, had he played, I think we would have played a lot better. But we fought through a lot of adversity that game. We were down, I think, nineteen to six at one point mm-hmm. in the first quarter. Yeah, I looked up and it was nineteen to six. We got on them six to two, I think, or something. Yeah, and we scored. Yeah, we first scored six a, points. We had a really and good it was, run. On it one was point. nineteen to six. We were down in a minute. I thought, mm-hmm. oh boy, yeah. and and obviously we. We changed it up, and, and we did some, some different things defensively. And, and, Jack, do you remember – or Lou, I should say, sorry. I, I'm trying not to do that anymore. I did it. Ah. Anyways, what did we do, what did we do Lou, to kind of change the pace of play? Um, I think Trent could tell us better. More well, yeah. Well, obviously, when you don't have your second leading scorer, you got to play a different way. Absolutely. And so we can't try to outscore them. you got to really try to grind it out. But one thing I will say about that is guys that don't really play all the minutes, like Brendan Sportsman, Anthony Lemons, Taylor Smith, they really stepped up and did their jobs. And then 
Quark, Quayton, and Big John, they stepped up the scoring mode a little bit too. And so when you have your whole team, our next man up, do your job. Everyone's job kind of increased a little bit, but everyone still was able to do their job. And so well, and that second half, we kind of just kept fighting absolutely. and battling, grinding away. Next thing you know, we're up 52-50. We get there, a steal for the win. There was that game, every punch thrown at us, we didn't flinch. I agree. Even I thought the one play that I, I thought was going to absolutely just destroy us was the 10-second call. Uh-huh. The, you, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, we were just trying to get the ball from Trent mm. to Clark because we wanted to get Trent off the ball and yeah. Clark bring it up. And, it, you know, through and the exchange in the backcourt, mm. I think it was a pretty quick and count. It was a weird timing, too, because it, I gave the ball to Clark in the backcourt. And I didn't even realize that he wasn't even across half court yet. Right. I think Clark didn't even either. It was just kind and of so one of those... he was kind of just standing there waiting for the play. I think Clark knew, thought he was across half court, and yeah. next thing he notices, he was behind the line. Ref calls ten seconds. We were all kind of like, "Wait, what just happened?" Because it came out of a timeout right. as well, mm-hmm. and we had a play called. So mm-hmm. yeah. we um, we stuck through that one a little bit, and then um, here we ended up Saturday night playing a a, a good lift for life team. Yes, uh, very good team. They're actually they're quite young. They have a lot of sophomores. Very young. Uh, really good shooters. Um, they're. One of the really good starters, Barkus Jackson, who one of our players plays played with in his grade school days. He was out. Not, that would have I think that would have helped live for life a lot. I agree. It did, it did help us. Yeah, he's <laughs> their he's their point guard. Right. I think he that really uh, did not help them offensively. They I think they'd scored a few points, quite a few. points. I think they really missed him in the second half. Yeah, <laughs> and um, live for life was up twenty eight twenty six at halftime, and we. We made it really tough for them in the second half. We mm-hmm. really put the pressure up, and I think Lift for Life. That's I think that's going to be a good learning experience for them because that's going to be the type of teams they're going to have to play, where they're going to play a really intense mm-hmm. defense. Yeah, and Lift for Life was a really good half court team, and so we knew going into that game that we had to change the pace a little bit because they, they they got too comfortable. I mean, we we watched them on Wednesday tear up MICDS by. 25 points yeah and they just tore them apart so we knew we kind of pressed a little bit did some half court traps some zone we just had to mix it up to make them feel uncomfortable and not having their point guard obviously that hurts them because obviously the point guard sees the four sees the yeah. defense they're in well, but and we got a little bit lucky too in the second half because we made more buckets and whenever, yeah. whenever you make more buckets you can actually get into your press yes, yes. and the first half we weren't making many shots and mm-hmm. they were coming down in their half court and they were tearing us mm-hmm. up yeah they definitely controlled that tempo in the first half absolutely <laughs> we, we were down two at the half and i was like but at that halftime we were all kind of just like you know what we we got this i mean we yeah. know we could have played a lot better, and then John Wilson played a great third quarter and a great early fourth quarter. They, didn't, they lived for life. That was their one problem. They couldn't, they didn't yeah. have, I could no, and John. it was nice to see because as soon as they went to the box and one, it was just, mm. you know, hey, be patient here. Other guys, yeah. we have good enough guys. Yeah. And, and then and one thing about the over. box and one that everyone forgets is um, when you're the point guard in the box and one, it's basically – Okay, your guy's guarding you, and there's four guys around you, but no one's guarding the guys. Right. So it's very easy to get good shots. Right. And so when we did a great job screening off the ball, and then John was just a, a monster on the glass in that third quarter. Yeah, he was a monster. He was he was a different player in the yeah. second half, yeah. and it was good he, to see. Yeah, it was great oh, to see. The guy, I think, that really stepped up for us, especially in that third quarter, Brendan Sportsman, for yes. sure. That for was... Sure. 
he came in and got a couple big steals. He had a couple really good finishes. Got he to did. the line a couple times. A couple extremely so, good. That one yes. finish, he kind of came under, and uh-huh. it was almost like he was just kind of in yeah. midair for a while. And I yeah, thought that was, was that was an athletic yeah. play. And he and he's been the kind of kid where he's such he's such a good athlete. And you knew that he had that in him. We were kind of just waiting around for the right time. And obviously, right. we were very senior guard heavy. And so, but I'm, I'm confident if one of us can't play, like in that game, Josh was in foul trouble. Right. I'm, I'm very confident in all of our guards and even our bigs too and anybody that comes in or is able to do their job and sportsman did one heck of a job just going in and just being himself i think that's one big thing is our team for people that don't know our team we are upperclassmen heavy but our juniors none of them have really played at the varsity level entering this Mm -hmm. year except for talion really Mm -hmm. um but this team i think they were more mature. There was I, I've been with this team since their freshman year, as their manager, their freshman and sophomore years, and I saw this team. They're they they've grown. They're very mature on the court now. Uh, there was, I think my point. What I'm trying to get to is when I that game against St. Charles High, I saw us our juniors that were coming from the JV level more ready to play than their juniors, mm-hmm. and. Even though they had they had some really good games, those two groups when they were freshman freshman sophomore years, but I think this group they they're I think they're ready to go. They're I think they're going to be really pivotal the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of other teams, their kids coming from JV, they're not going to do much unless you're in absolutely rebuilding mode. We're not in rebuilding mode. We're this is our year to make a good run. Yeah, I agree. And these guys are a reason why really because they're the big contributing factors that have helped out so. yeah it's, it's one of those deals where you, you know you have athletic kids you got to put them in athletic situations mm-hmm. you know and that's what we did the last two games over there at MICDS and, and thanks to them they did a great job over there it was kind of a cool tournament you know wasn't too far away um gets us playing that week after the the high game and gets us rolling again so I, I kind of like the the competition over there and um and thanks again to them over there and um Clark Henderson and Trent here named to the all-tournament team. Absolutely, and Clark played phenomenal I yeah, think, the absolutely. entire week. I, I think he's one of those uh, games. He, he's not scared, no. you know, and I think he, he was definitely, I think, a huge um, asset to what we did in the game on Saturday night oh in that into the third, into the fourth quarter where his hands were on everything. Mm-hmm. And um, he had two steals, five, you know, four or five blocks, um, and two steals, I mean, in the fourth quarter there. He was he picking six pockets. In the game. And um, one, one thing that goes really unnoticed is a lot of times around the point guard on the floor, and I kind of say something. If I forget just a little bit, Clark's the one that tells the other guys, okay, yeah. this is what uh, he didn't say, but we need to do this. Yeah, he's a and great so, leader. I mean, he's a quarterback. Obviously, right. it, it shows. And he's just, he's an athletic kid. I mean, he just, we, we've gone to school together since we were in third grade. So we've always ha- kind of had that sports bond to where, okay, he didn't say something. I know where he's going to be. He knows where I'm going to be. He's the quarterback that's not the quarterback on the basketball team. I yes. agree. Yes. And, and it's good to have those kids. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, and move on to in season talk. Well, I was gonna touch on one last thing. Hey, did I forget something? Yes, um, we have another tournament this week oh, at our own gosh. place. I thought I was gonna be able to. Slip. Oh, we have we have. When do we play? We play tomorrow night. When tomorrow? Yep. Oh, so Monday goodness. night against Saint Dominic, the Crusaders. So we got a tournament this week. It's the Warrior Classic. Not that I forgot or anything, but tell us a little bit about that, Lou. Yeah, it's uh, another eight team tournament. Very strong field this very, year. Very, very deep field. Yeah. Very deep field. Um, it usually, it, it was deeper a, a few years ago because you had the obvious team that always was going to be good, Kirkwood. Um, they're not in this tournament anymore. But well, Marquette came in. Marquette's still just as good Marquette as Kirkwood, is I, in as my good opinion. As, 
Yes, I, I totally Marquette, agree. I think Marquette's, if not as good as possibly better than Kirkwood mm-hmm. this year. Oh, for sure. Uh, and replacing them has been has been no no joke there. Mm-hmm. So Marquette, talk a little bit about who's in it. Uh, yeah, um, tomorrow night the in the first round bracket play, the game at six o'clock is Francis Howell North and Marquette. Um, the only thing I'll say about that is I don't think that's for anybody's money's worth for that one. Um, so you think Howell North's gonna win? No. Oh, Marquette. Okay. Yeah, Marquette. Just making sure. Marquette has two very good guards, Jason Montgomery. And he's tough to guard, yes. man. He's a good player. Yeah, we, we played against Jason Montgomery in the AAU season, and he's just you, you can't you can't have a little guy guard him because no. he's bigger than him, and when you have a taller guy guard him, he just he's quicker than him. So he's he's, yeah. a, he's an extremely tough matchup. And he's that guy that nobody on the team really wants to guard. Yeah, <laughs> let's face yeah. it, he wants to go guard a guy like that. Exactly. And then, how tall is he? About six four. Oh yeah, he's, he's definitely every, six, every bit every of six, bit six four. four. Yeah. yeah, and then they also have Jalen White transfer from Luther North. It brings that team some some toughness mm-hmm. that I think they really yeah. and Jalen and Jason will actually play on the same AU team with Arsenal Hoops. Okay, so we got we got to go look at those guys this summer. It's a good connection between yeah. them. Yeah, I bet that's why Jalen transferred speed up over there. That process, yeah, yeah. And then on Tuesday, after the two games between Howell North Marquette and St. Charles West St. Dominic, the two losers will play at five o'clock Tuesday. We'll have the second round of the first round games we'll have Fort Zumwalt South and Luther North and Fort Zumwalt West and Rittner that those are two solid games Zumwalt South probably the favorite going to this tournament I agree I think Um, with um with you know what they have as far as at that they lost one starter Darius Thomas but they returned four really solid starters shooters scorers size um most definitely and I think you know, watching them in our tournament's great just because they're, you know, Coach Fernell, I love watching their staff, and they do things right over there. They always come in with a pretty good team. Um, it seems like every year Rittner plays Zumwalt West in that Tuesday game. It's like the last game of the night. Remember yeah. a couple years ago it was like 91 to 88 or something yeah. like that? Well, I went and ate like four times during the game and came back. I'm like, is this game ever going to get over? And then I sat down. <laughs> I'm like, this is a heck of a ball game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rittner... Um, they they lost a lot of seniors, I think, from last year. They did. They had they had a solid team. They're I think I think they're gonna be better than what people expect. I haven't seen a lot of their box scores, but I think they're not as bad as what's being advertised. Zumwalt West, they got a couple solid seniors. Uh they're gonna be junior heavy. They had a pretty good J V group. Mm-hmm. Um I think they, I'm pretty sure Jay Canton's graduated by now. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's, he's got a little brother he's coming up brother. now. Yep. Yeah, his little brother's pretty mm-hmm. solid too. And um, that those will be two good games. If we have South and West rematching from uh, earlier this year, well, they probably don't want anything to do with that again this this early yeah. in the season. So let's go ahead and uh, and move on to in season talk. We're gonna have you know Lou and all of us here on the mm-hmm. dais are gonna talk a little bit about. Um, the NCAA football uh, that just occurred this pretty ha- pretty happening weekend here. Yeah. Um, if you haven't heard by now, college football playoff teams were announced. We got give us the top four. We got Alabama number one. Yeah, but oh no, why? I, they I, got the one seed. Yes, yeah. I'm totally joking. Yeah, definitely expected. Yeah. Yes. Um. Although they should have lost to Georgia yesterday. Let's be dead honest. Anyways, two. Clemson. Two? Okay. Clemson. Three. Notre Dame. Okay. And four. Oklahoma. Trent, give me your whole Georgia spiel. He told me coming yeah. in, you didn't like this. I, I didn't like it. I think Georgia's the second or third best team in the country. I mean, how can was, you give them, How can you put them in with two losses and no SEC title? Well, I think with the system and the yeah. way it works, I think they should have been left out. You're talking but, team. He's talking yes, system. Yes, and in the system, I think Georgia should have been left out. Right. But I just think if you're going for the four best teams in the country, it's definitely Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and Oklahoma. Leaving Notre Dame out of Yes, because huh? Notre Dame, I mean, 
Join a conference, win a championship. You know how many minutes I've watched Notre Dame play football this year? Zero. 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 Yep. Well, and I have no idea why, but I haven't. I mean, I'm busy, but I haven't watched a whole lot of college football. I watched but, him play against Michigan this year. That's all I needed to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I literally haven't seen. No. I haven't seen one gold helmet um, all year long. No. So um, I watched him play against Syracuse as well. That's all. Okay, I Okay, so to we see. got our four teams. Uh, let's go ahead and round the, the day is here. Who you got? Who you taking is going to win the NCAA championship? Clemson. Clemson. Bama. Bama. Roll Tide. Bama. I mean, if we're putting, I mean, come on. I, I hope it's not. Yeah, I've been, I think I've been one to say. I think, think Alabama's in trouble now. Tua will be back in time for the playoff, yeah. but I think that's the wrong answer. Okay. Well, it's kind of not too big of a problem when both your quarterbacks and your team have led your team to a championship. Yeah, but I think <laughs> hey, I we think, need to go to the backup. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, national championship backup. It's your, it's your turn. It's it's Jalen Hurts. That'd be like me Tua's, saying, "Hey, Trenter, give me Tua's Trent. run out of chances." Yeah. Well, I just, think. Well, you know what I'm talking about. I think Tua is limping right now. I think he's got. Well, I mean, well, I heard he's got he the hurt his ankle and then he, he hurt his, his other ankle, so he was just like wobbling around. Or? Yeah, his knees is messed up. I think too. Yeah. So. Um, and then also for college football, locally, Mizzou going to Liberty Bowl. Who we got? Eve, Oklahoma State. Oh, so forty-five, forty-one oh, at least. Old Big Twelve matchup. That's, that's right. New Year's Eve, two forty-five in the afternoon. New Year's Eve. College football playoff. Where's that game? Where's that game you played at? Memphis. Memphis. So two forty-five on New Year's Eve. So like before everyone goes out and parties. Yes. So that means that something's we're down here watching. How many people are going to get an early start and be like, let's go, you know, go to the bar and watch the Zoom game and then go out all night long? That's That's a ten-hour. Ten-hour party. That's yeah. That's a tad early. I that's, would say if it was about six o'clock. That's like every twenty-four-year-old's like perfect day. Yes. No nap needed for them. Sleep till twelve. If you try to do that when you're thirty-five, it's like yeah, and then like eight thirty, uh, you're like, and you're just in bed. <laughs> you're sleeping. Yeah. So to all the twenty-four and twenty-five, twenty-three-year-olds um, during that day, um, good luck. So that's my dream day already. <laughs> you'll sleep. I sleep through it. Um. Sleep through it. I don't sleep in the afternoon. Why do you have your hands on your head? Why are you asking me? Maybe I'm stretching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know I why get, don't you... I'm going to give you one minute for the blues. Go. One, two. Okay. Um, well, they're not very good. They're awful. They Their defense is a raging tire fire that cannot be put out. I mean, I feel like you talk about the blues every single week. Like, do you expect them to get better? Or I feel like when you're a bad team, you're a bad team. You're. They're a bad team. They have good players. They oh, have, don't give me this. Ryan O'Reilly is a very good player. They they have good forwards. They don't, they don't play one v one. They have good forwards. They have awful defenders. So they need to get rid of Jay Bowmeister so bad. Twenty five seconds. So you have. Give me one thing. That's the, it's the defense. It's the defense. Okay. I I mean they're they are have, they winning faceoffs? Yes. Does that even mean anything? Kind of, In but not hockey? really. Okay. Not really. Uh, I mean, Tarasenko's not scoring. If they need to trade him. No. Yes. Why not? Yeah. He's the top paid guy. Who cares? He get him while his ten seconds. Yeah. They got guy. they they have the worst defense in the NHL. Hands okay, down. So Colton Pareko have lost all, all right. respect for. He they, he needs to go. Three. The two, only guy that can't. One. The only guy that cannot keep his Petrangelo. Or okay. can't have oh. to keep his Petrangelo. You owe me ten bucks. You went over a minute. Okay. High school okay. basketball. Give me a little rundown of high school basketball. All right. Well, in the area, we got we had two other pretty solid tournaments this week. We had the uh, Troy tournament. There's okay. a lot of good teams in that. Rockbridge. Some high-scoring games in that tournament. Francis yeah. Howell, McClure North. McClure North pulled off two upsets. Yes, first one was? Rockbridge. Second that's one. That's a big one. Francis Howell. That's a, you talk about a coaches. You know, that's, that's a week there. Yeah. Meeting the number two team in the state, Rockbridge, who I believe should be ranked number one over Chaminade. You think so? In class five, yes. Why? Chaminade lost Jericho Helms. Rockbridge still has returned everybody. I, I get that. 
Shamdad has Luke. I won't even pronounce his last name. Kasubi. Yeah, exactly. The one who should be at St. Dominic. Because oh. everybody else goes there. Everybody in his family went there except him. And, well, if you're a 6 shooting guard trying to play college basketball, I think Shamdad is the way to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they're just different. Heads yeah. or tails. Yeah. 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 St. Dominic. Or, yeah. Um, now, if you're 6'1". Yeah. <laughs> I mean, St. Dominic's in our tournament next week, while meanwhile, Shamdad's playing in Chicago on ESPNU next week. So, so I, yeah. 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 I mean, and they're probably going to get beat. <laughs> I think we might be on ESPN 360. But yeah. ESPN <laughs> well, we have Warrior Vision, that's for sure. Yeah, Unless channel. we're a 4 o'clock Friday afternoon well, in the Oxygen. That won't happen. That will definitely not happen. And then... Uh, yeah, McClure North also beat Francis Howell, who's got a really, really good team. They do. So the North Stars must must really have it going. Yep. Yeah, they really do. And then the Viani tournament. What a good tournament there. That, that is a good tournament. Your buddy Walsh coaching over at Viani over there. Uh, they had a little bit of a rough tournament. I think they were a tiny bit down this year. They lost a lot of seniors, from what I understand. Well, they, had, they had a good team last year. They really did. We played them. And that they big just, kid, that lefty, what was his name? Yeah, Braun. 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 Boy. Slenderman. He, he like, like as a coach. Well, he was like one of those guys as a coach. Like when he took the floor, you're like, "How is this guy gonna kick my tail?" And I know he is. He's gonna absolutely kick yeah. my butt. He's gonna block six shots. Mm-hmm. He's gonna score 19 points, and he's gonna make us look like idiots. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But as he ran on the floor, he looked like Big Bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that gold jersey, yeah, he did. Oh, and then uh, Trinity, who was out there, two best players because they were going off getting a state championship in football. Beat Hazelwood Central by one point to win the tournament championship Jeez. out there. That's when you know you got it going on. You're like, hey, we don't have our football guys, but we're going to win we're, the Deontay We're going to give our seven-foot junior everything. <laughs> we're going to give up the ball. They're we'll loaded. Score. Yeah, well, that's probably the reason why they won, because Hazelwood Central's tallest guy is 6'4". That's, that's a that seven-footer. And then high school football, we had three state championships that involved local teams, two of them having all local teams. Starting out Friday night, Ledoux played MICDS and. <laughs> In the it class four state championship, Ledoux and my CDS. I was like, money versus money, money, <laughs> money, money versus more money. Money always wins. And um, yeah, and I mean, we talked about this last week. People were asking if it could be at John Burroughs or Old Warson Seventeenth Fairway. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Ledoux, the public school, beat the private school my CDS forty eight to eleven. Ledoux just proved they were more superior team. Absolutely. They, I think, I, I talked to somebody who, who you got the inside scoop. Not the inside scoop. It's from outside sources. source. Man. Outside source. Who's so jealous? They've watched Ledoux and they've watched CVC. Ooh. And they said they those two teams, if they played against each other, would be a good game. What is, what is your definition of a good game? Within 10 points. 10? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that, that's, that's, that means that they're the real deal. I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. That's cool. And um, then the other team involving two local teams in the state championship is Trinity and Cardinal Ritter Saturday morning. Trinity... Cardinal Ritter, big rivals. Trinity won forty five to nineteen. Jeez, you just think Trinity's just so good. It's just we played them thirty nine to six, and that was in the snow. Yeah, that was in the snow. Just imagine if it was about seventy degrees outside yeah. on turf. Yeah, and Trinity yeah. needs to go join the Big Twelve or something. <laughs> I whatever it's called. Let's go play some college. Schedule they will be opening next round year. game against Kansas next year. Yep, less miles. Can you believe that? Ah. Uh, I don't know. I can't. That's another topic. Yeah, but. And then the uh, Class 5 state championship, Viani defeated Fordo Stage 28 to 14. They got stud Kyron Williams going to Notre Dame. He's a stud. He is a stud, you know, and it's, you know, Coach Day just left. How long ago was it that he left Zuma West, do you think now? I think 2011. 11, maybe? He's already already built a powerhouse. Just a powerhouse. He obviously had a a plan in place, and he has. 
hit the target on that one. <laughs> Kyrie Williams had like 250 yards rushing yesterday. He's a wide receiver. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. That's a really good game. Like, that is good. Who had the worst weekend in sports individually? Um, I don't know how my picks once. So I couldn't say that. What do you mean? You, te- you were texting back and forth. You said that was quick. About the Blues game? Kareem Hunt. Oh, Kareem he Hunt, He had the yeah. worst weekend, didn't he? Yeah. Or, my, or Mike McCarthy. True. Kareem Hunt and Mike McCarthy might be hanging out today. Yeah. 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 Oh, Kareem Hunt. What's, our, what's our plan, though, with Roger Goodell? Uh, Kareem Hunt. Why did they kick I feel like Kareem Hunt has, if, it, if Ray Rice kind of got what he got, I feel like Kareem Hunt was the exact same thing. Yeah, it was just brutal to the kick at the end. I mean, why? Yeah. It's just like, what? It, just the whole situation and... Uh, sad, know who you are. Affair. Know who you are and what you're doing, and just a just a bad deal. I think it's safe to say they both don't have futures in football. That's exactly right. Yeah, Lou. Anything else on that end of things? No, not really. Well, guess what? Like a good neighbor, Justin Faust Agency is there to help you and your family with all of your insurance needs. They are here to make your life and your life go right. Protect your house with Faust and learn more. You can reach Justin at Justin at myagentstl.com. Once again, Justin at myagentstl.com. Thank you, Justin, for all you do for our community. There goes my voice and our basketball program. And Coach Faust did a great job this week with our players. Um, our whole coaching staff did, you know, as far as. Absolutely. Um, that was definitely a team victory yeah. for us as far as coaching staff and players and managers and, you know, kids traveling with us to mm-hmm. film. And it was a, a cool week. Mm-hmm. So um, this actually, um, Justin Faust, if you're listening, the Trent's questions are brought to you by you. So <clears throat> we're going to go ahead and kick it off here. We're like we've done with all our guests that many of you like. We're going to kind of sit down and ask Trent just a, a couple, you know, probably seven, eight, nine, ten questions. And, um, you know, we'll kind of get to know Trent first. Um, and Trent, tell us a little bit about um, your brothers and your sister, um, their experience at West and kind of yeah. you being the youngest mm-hmm. and how, how you got to where you are yeah. and being a, a warrior. So it starts with my mom and my dad. They were both St. Charles High graduates, 82 and 83. And so when they got married, they wanted to live on the north side of the highway in St. Right. Charles, never on the south side. The old one. And so, yep. And then they moved into our new house in Huntington, where all three of us live now. That's right. Um, they moved there, and then to Courtney was the first one to go to high school. She's 12 years older than me, and uh, she was a four-year starter in basketball and volleyball. She was a great athlete. Uh-huh. And then Brand followed her two years later and did pretty much the same thing. Right. Four-year starter in baseball four-year quarterback, and he was a part of that state championship or state championship appearance. That's second right. place. And we'll talk about that later. Yeah, uh, in 2008. And then he went on to play baseball at Mizzou. And then Chip, my third older brother, he's five years older than me. Um, he was a three-year varsity pitcher, mm-hmm. and he was just kind of you, – you've coached him. He's like yeah. the, he's the perfect like glue guy, he the is. guy you, you just want on your team at all times. And we always joke around Chip. that Chip played on this team. He would be getting double-doubles every game. Right. And so um, – Chip. What a great you know, in it's, high school. It's, it has been a blessing to yeah. coach all of, of the boys, especially. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to, to coach your sister. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, my with, with Brand, you know, Brandon and your family kind of even extended into baseball. And uh, this has been a, a relationship that's been going on for a long time with, with all the kids. So it's mm-hmm. been great um, as far as coaching these these champagnes has been fantastic. And they are going to have a, yeah. a lot of stories to tell when yeah, you guys get we, older. We, we got a story, um, or a stat at least. Uh, since 2003, 
there have been two years without a champagne at St. Charles West. And wow. It's going to be 2019 when I graduate. And, and let's face it, St. Charles West is going to miss not having any more. Um, and you're facts. Gonna, you know, that's definitely the facts there in all kinds of capacities. <laughs> and, and, you know, life after after Trent and the Champagnes will start uh, next year. But um, let's hold on to what we got here for a little bit and enjoy it. So Let's definitely enjoy it. I agree. Um, Trent, give us a little background as far as, you know, your grade school and where did you attend mm-hmm. and, you know, what was growing up like in St. Charles? Yeah. And so I went to... Uh, Noel Elementary School in kindergarten in Monroe, first and second grade, and then Chip transferred to Emmanuel uh, to go to seventh and eighth grade. I was he like, just "Hey, jump ship. he just jumped ship." Um, and then I was like, "Hey, mom, can I go with him?" <laughs> she's, she's like, I, "I guess." I got enough. Money. And so, I, so we went. We went to Emmanuel, uh, my, my third grade year, and that's where I met you know my good buddies like Clark Henderson and Jared uh-huh. Basinger, Daniel Stahl. We all went to St. Charles West together. Right. But I mean, it was great for me. Um, they, they have a really good sports program. And so um, I was always playing something. I was always active. And I was always, we always did things in the community. Right. And so from third grade to eighth grade, it really taught me how to be a good person. It really yeah. taught me how to do be things for dude. other people. Be a good dude. And you know I've you know I've had experiences with with Emmanuel Lutheran people you know as just far as one of my leaders my principal goes to church there mm-hmm. and it seems like they do it right you know yeah, and the kids absolutely. are always um, always end up being and good kids. Dave Shadow that guy is incredible He's with, into with, it. With, with what he does with right. the athletic director with the basketball coach he's the track PA announcer and you know he's probably the, that would he be, does he does everything yes yeah, that he, would be, he is Emmanuel Sports right there yeah. who's the, he runs their basketball program, yeah. Dave Shadel. Yeah, he, he does a fantastic he, job. He's the editing of Emmanuel. Yeah, and, he, and his heart and soul into it. Oh yeah, he's um he's one of those guys that yeah he had kids go through there, and so he's really, really cool. dedicated there, and everyone there. I mean, I, I, pastor, you know, right. his wife taught my English in seventh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. That's awesome. And so um, it, it was a smaller school, but we really felt the community, and we had we actually had a really good class when it came to academics, and and going to a school like that really helps me transfer over what I learned from Emmanuel and apply it to St. Charles West and bring others with me as well. That's awesome. So um. You know, getting back to the basketball side, and as you, you know, obviously this is kind of a podcast that's directed towards sports and mm-hmm. obviously in-season sports with, with basketball, and that being your main sport. Um, what do you think, you know, as you were growing up in your childhood, uh, what are some things that you think, you know, maybe not at the time, but maybe looking back, maybe like that sixth grade to eighth grade or maybe mm-hmm. sixth grade into like your freshman year, what were some things that you did athletically to separate yourself? I mean, there had to be some mm-hmm. point where uh, the, the kid who scores, you know, 28 points a game is separating himself from the kid who scores five. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did you think you did for the kids who are listening or parents yeah. to, um, to develop you into the athlete that you are? Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, like sixth grade to like freshman year. Well, I was born into a household where I knew what work ethic was. I mean, my right. dad got drafted by the Kansas City Royals. Brandon played Division One baseball at Mizzou. So I knew what kind of work it had to take to be great. And it also probably brought some expectations mm-hmm. As far as you absolutely, know, you saw the lives that they were leading mm-hmm. and the fun that they had. You're mm-hmm. like, darn it, I want to do that. Yeah, and I they were always Chip was a big kid, Brandon was a strong kid, mm-hmm. and so I was Trying not. I was a, I was a really small middle schooler. I was, pro- I was probably five foot three when I graduated Emmanuel, and so because really, of, yeah, oh yes, he was a tiny and guy. I, 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 I got pictures. Year. I got pictures, but um, he was five ten. His when he was playing basketball his freshman year. I, I don't know. I, I had a that. big growth spurt. But yeah, you did. because I was so small, I really, my dad was like, hey, you're going to get bigger, but right now you just have to be the most skilled player on the court. You got to be the best shooter, the best ball handler. You got to get quicker. And so as I grow up, as I grew into my body, I already had the skill set and I already had the shooting ability so that, I mean, it, it gets easy when yeah. you, when you, when you, when your body comes after the fact. So my dad always says there's three things to a basketball player. Your skills, your IQ, and your body. So he says, 
your body will get there eventually. But right now you can control your IQ and you can control your skill set. And so I was always watching basketball games and I was always, I attended every camp possible, you know, right. with, with you and Coach Hollander. And I was always playing on a manual. I was playing other sports too because other sports, you know, you can get tired of one sport pretty quick. And I think sometimes you don't realize when you play the other sports how much you're actually doing for mm-hmm. the sport you love. Yeah, and I, I didn't decide to go full-on basketball as number, number one until about freshman year right. where I started to grow, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get bigger, and this is going to be something that I can do because I love baseball, and then I picked up soccer in eighth grade, and I love soccer too. Right. So, And I think that sometimes parents, like what your dad was telling you about the body being one of the three pillars, you know, I think some parents, they give up. Mm-hmm. Their kid's in sixth grade, and they're like, my kid's not going to be big enough. Mm-hmm. So they don't work on the skill work anymore. Oh, and yeah. then all of a sudden, the kid's in eighth grade or freshman year, and they realize, my kid's the same size as the other kids, yeah. but we kind of yeah. just stopped with the skill part yeah. because we thought body first. And sometimes it's the exact opposite, right. where the kid is so big and so strong as a middle schooler, and they never work on their skills. By the time everyone's taller than them, or everyone gets to the same body, they don't have the skill set or the IQ So the more of the story is if you're a, a kid who's in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, it's the skill work. Yes. You know, and if your body is going to, yes. I always say to people too, your body is going to determine what level you play at in the future. Your skill work is going to be the same. But if you're 6'4", you're a Division two kid. If you're 5'10", mm-hmm. you're probably a Division two, Division three kid. Just, yeah. Then you have no control over that. Yeah. But if you don't have the skills, then You'll you're going to you're gonna yeah. go live with Johnny in the you know floor 10 meet Cheez-Its at you know, Harris-Stowe. Yeah, not even um, the original kind, too. Right. A white cheddar. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm going to have a, a, a... We're going to take a break here and let uh, Lou kind of chime in, and then I'll chime back in at the end. All right. Um, so... Last time we were both here in this room together, it was two months ago. It was under completely different circumstances, and I'm not even going to touch on that. But a lot has happened since then. Um, lots of highs and lows for you, uh, especially the highs. How have you stayed grounded with all those highs and lows? Yeah, so two months ago today, my mother passed away from kidney cancer. And you know it's been an, like a roller coaster. There's some days where I'm just extremely, I wake up and I'm extremely thankful for everything that she did to help me. But at the same time, you know, it's like, well... I'm going to come home from school. We always used to go out to eat lunch during school or something. And so the little things actually hurt more than the big things. So Thanksgiving was tough, but at the same time, you know, three days before was harder. um, I remember you telling me uh, on our turkey tip-off game, uh, if if you don't know, uh, all the students wore orange Mm -hmm. uh, thing, kidney cancer. Yeah, and And thank you to Maggie Skeen from St. Charles High. She's the one who kind of set the whole thing up with the bracelets and the orange out, and that was really fun. That was awesome. Yeah, I remember you telling me that 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 was going to be hard for you to come up, but you— I mean, in fact, three. most people don't know this, but before that game, I went back to the locker room while the girls were still playing, and I broke down just a little bit because I knew I, I, it was going to be an emotional night. I knew I had to get something out, but yeah. once I stepped on the court, I knew my mom was with me, and then yeah. uh, we, it was one heck of a game. Yeah, and it, one of those games that you'll never, you know, Absolutely. I don't think, think St. Charles, the community yeah. of St. Charles will ever forget. Yes. You know, I know you listen to the podcast, but I've said before. Was, was I, that the best game you've ever played? Or, like, crowd... Crowd-wise, crowd, crowd yeah, factoring all that in there is definitely probably the best game. I think if you have to check all in. the boxes yes. as a coach, even yes. you know, I've I've coached here a long time, even, you know, especially as an assistant playing. I've I've played in I've played or coached in a ton of those, and mm-hmm. the atmosphere for some reason was electric. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? You know, maybe it was a Facebook post that some of somebody put out. Next thing you mm-hmm. know, there's 25 more. It was just crazy. Right. The, right. the crowd, was. and both teams were pretty good. I mean, we, I think it was uh, as I said, it was you know, I know yeah. it was we put on a good show because I, you you could tell when. The vibe. So yeah. my sophomore year, you could tell that 
we were rebuilding. So right. teams didn't real West fans didn't really come out as much as they did this year. But this right. year both teams were like, Okay, we are in win now mode. Right. We're not gonna, you know, play the sophomore to get them experience. We and, are going both teams are gonna win now. And like you said, when you're in both teams are in win mode, Saint Charles feels that. The yeah. community does and yes. they, they showed out. So Absolutely. what a what a great evening. Um next question. Um so I didn't really get to know you your freshman year because I was because you were not playing freshman basketball. However, that freshman year, you were brought down for the GAC tournament I was. at the Palo Palooza. Yeah. And we're playing the seventh place game in the upper bracket against Francis Howell. And tell us what you did that game. Yeah, so there's a rule you gotta play three tournaments in a season. And so I played two of them with the J V team and we had an extra tournament left and Coach Seinhoff said, Screw it. I mean we're not gonna waste we're not going to go without a tournament. Go play a freshman tournament. And you didn't play any varsity tournaments. I didn't, play any, I didn't play any varsity tournaments. I didn't get in the game. If you did, lie. No. <laughs> no. We, we don't. We don't do that. Next topic. But, um, but yeah, so we went to Jumont West, played in the seventh place game. 4.30 on a Thursday 4.30 afternoon. on Thursday night, prime time, you know. Was the band there? What's that? The band was there, I'm sure. Yeah. In yeah, the auction. In the auction, you know. <laughs> you can hear Johnny's parents, you know, singing something. But, um, but yeah, we... Me, Josh Anderson, and Clark Anderson were all playing freshman that game. First time we, the three of us, have ever played together in a game. That other and, team had to look down there and be like, "Yeah, there's no way." Yeah, that, I mean, you know, yes. who, what's going yeah. on? And they're probably because being, I was not, there was a varsity tournament that same week, so I I went with the varsity team on the Constellation semis, so the game that gets you the fifth place or the seventh place. I was with the varsity team, so we lost that game. And so, but I show up for the seventh place game, and in Francis Howell, you know, they're a big school. They, they didn't expect her to be there in the first place because Francis Howell is usually a pretty good program. Yeah. Right. And so, um, but I came in. I probably made about nine or ten threes. Yeah, in the first were, half. So didn't the second half. Second half. Because we were half. down going into the locker. Yeah. It was about fifteen to thirteen. Yeah. And so yeah. you said that he outscored the entire team in the second half. Like he, mm-hmm. ex- yeah. Okay. I think he outscored them. The, the, I think he outscored them. His entire yeah, score. I think you were talking about. I think I had thirty six or thirty seven yeah. that game. And there was a game Josh Anderson outscored somebody by himself too. Yeah, yeah I, I remember season. watching a freshman game when Josh was playing one time, and I think he scored twenty four yeah. straight points. Yeah, um, he scored thirty five in Zoom West. Scored it's, it's easy to guess sometimes when you're a freshman or a sophomore and you're playing JV varsity higher levels. Every once in a while, it's good to go back and play your own age just to know that if you ever get you know not confident enough, right? You like you get that reassurance of okay. I'm still the best in my class. And I think that's good for kids even when they play. Like, you know, you're in that rut of your fourth grader always playing up because he's the better skilled mm-hmm. kid. You know, I see some of our feeder kids, and it's it's kind of nice. I watched the kid today. You know, His dad said, you know, he's playing his own age for the first time. And granted, the kid's in third, fourth, fifth grade. But at the same time, it is kind of humbling. Yes. You know, like, I need to get some confidence built yeah. here because, you know, you're getting your butt kicked by the older kids all the time. So mm-hmm. um, that's a cool deal. That's a cool deal and a cool story. Um one question about soccer. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite memory this year in soccer? I mean, you first team all state, mm-hmm. and I mean, for everybody not knowing that, first team all state, including all region player of the year, I mm-hmm. believe. All region player of the year. Yeah, that's that's awesome. <coughs> that's awesome. Um, what was your favorite memory this and year? And if you're a first time listener to the show, which I don't know why you would be, I don't know why you haven't listened to all 14 of them or however many we've done, but anyways, um, St. Charles West soccer team did finish second in state. And go ahead, Trent. Uh, my favorite moment was. First of all, that entire season was just incredible. I mean, we we thought we were going to be pretty good, but we had no idea how good we would be. But we were beating teams like Westminster. We were beating teams like Hazelwood West. And we were playing, beating some really good teams. How many and games so, into the year did you personally know we're, we're damn good? I think whenever we beat Whitfield at Whitfield, 
Because we always look about... That's pretty far into the season. Mm-hmm. That's a private school mm-hmm. that usually kicks mm-hmm. butt. Whenever you play those kind of schools yeah. in soccer, right? Y- you know that you got something going. Wait, it wasn't at Whitfield. It was at Creve Corps because Whitfield didn't have... Oh, yeah. Field. But because we were, we were playing on the road against a Whitfield team that played their games at their at that home stadium. Yeah, so that's and, cool. And so once we beat them, because you always look at your districts, five, six, right. seven, and eight. And so we knew that they were our best competition to get to state. And so we knew that we beat them and we were like, okay, we got something going. And so, but like you said, my favorite moment was definitely the state semifinals. Oh, we were yeah. playing Pembroke Hill Friday morning. 10 o'clock on a Friday morning. 10 o'clock a.m. And we got not only a full student section, but yeah. like 300 students. Dr. Vocal got 300 students to sign a permission slip form, pay, pay the money for the bus rides. So we had 300 kids at a student at a state soccer game. 30 degrees. At 10 o'clock in the morning, 30 degrees. And if you think about it, the, the game time, awful. But the yes. game time to have that situation occur would not have occurred if the game didn't start at 10. Yeah. Kids come to school. Kids get to soccer park. Yeah. Kids get back home. Yeah. Kids get on if buses. If you play at noon, that doesn't happen. Nine? Doesn't happen. Kids are, you know, maybe. But what I'm saying is yeah. crappy time, but perfect That's, for that situation. Yes. Awesome to watch the yes. game. And on then, that. Oh, and wait, then that, was, that was a great game. I mean, they played hard, but Schreiber hit a penalty kick. And yeah. we, our defense just played outstanding that game. Yeah. And so That's I, the game I, I just remember taking state. down that soccer park. So that was an amazing place to play soccer. And so I never thought the game of soccer would take me that far. But yeah. um, but whenever that clock was ticking down, five, four, three, yeah. oh, my God. This, this is how Brandon Wilson felt when his, his team won. This is right. how my dad felt when his team won state in football in 82. Uh-huh. And so it kind of takes me full circle just a little bit. And so that was really fun. Just that, that, was that semifinal awesome. game was that awesome. That was awesome. Just, I mean, it didn't matter how cold it was. I was no. I, I, it, Even if that game was at noon no. and we couldn't go down there, I was getting out of school. Yeah, and what most people don't know about that game is I was the only player on the entire field that wasn't wearing gloves. Because I'm, I'm the guy that yeah, throws, right. throws, throws the ball in. Yeah. <laughs> so my hands were just red the entire game. I was yeah. constantly blowing. <laughs> well, didn't Evan wear a tank top during warm-ups? Yes, yeah, so Evan's a different breed. Yes, <laughs> a different breed. That kid is an animal. Yeah. That was, I remember seeing that but picture. But if you didn't have a guy like Evan, I mean, my, my job has been a successful No, and every team that ever goes that far, yeah. I mean, even with the West basketball yeah. tradition, we know Dan Weber was the guy. Every team has a guy like that. And yeah. if you don't, you're missing some sort of angle or aspect. You're missing fun. Yeah. Well, it, it, it brings a lot to it. So do you have any more? Uh, two more. Okay. One, how does this year's basketball team stack up to the other three teams you were on uh, freshman through senior year? So my varsity? freshman year, that was when we had a Santa Carlos and Davis Soderberg and, and a tremendous group of seniors, and we won a lot of ball games. Yep. And in my sophomore and junior years, when I kind of took the realms of the point guard, we didn't have that success, that same success. And so I was like, ah, what, what's the difference? And but I really think that so we've I've had great seniors my entire high school, my sophomore year, with you know, all those Charlies, Tommy's, Smegners, Tommy. those guys, and then my junior year with Bazell and Frazier and RJ. But I think this is since was, this my freshman too. year, since my freshman Don't year, this has been the top to bottom. We had a, we have a lot of good seniors. We have a lot of upperclassmen. And when you have that, when coach is saying something, everyone knows what it is right away. Or when coach doesn't even have to say anything and we know exactly what to do, that makes a huge difference. And obviously, you know, you know, you have Hassan and Davis and those guys are really good skilled players. I feel like myself and Josh and John and Clark and all the guys that do their jobs are just really great players. Yeah, I think, what are you yawning over there? Holy cow. Jeez. It's 9.30. What did you do last night? Did you late show? No. Sa- it'll be Saturday Night Live. 
Oh, who was on last night? Who was I didn't host? watch it. So lying? See, now you're lying to me throughout the No, I said if it, it was on Saturday night, so Saturday night live. I wasn't even watching it. I was watching golf. I had the experience last night of going to a, a feeder team, the Quinn's house. Um, what a what a what a pony we had over there! It was a, pony. It was a, a great evening of a lot of families and um, around the area, just you know, growing up. So I want to thank the give a shout out to the Quinn family and everyone and who's uh, over there. What, I, I have not laughed that hard in my life, and I think that doesn't help my voice. But I laughed for like three hours straight and came home. And I woke up this morning and it was almost like I did a, like an ab workout last night, which I know I didn't. <laughs> That's the worst. Do. Well, oh did you gosh. do ab workout? Well, did you do a, a chest workout? Well, well, we won't go there. But um, you know, maybe there was the maybe the old shake weight. Yeah, that was one of the gag gifts last night. Maybe I, maybe I was maybe I was using the shake weight. I don't remember. Anyways, um, yeah, you back here. Sorry, tired. sorry. Iggy. Um, so moving on from the shake weight, you got you got another question for Trent? <laughs> oh, God, are, are you okay? I'm not. Oh, I've been sick the last couple of days. Um, you? Yeah. Well, look at you too. And uh, <laughs> want to fight me? No, not really. Okay. You're a bigger man than me. That's right. Um, how does AAU compare to regular season basketball? That's good. So AAU, the team I played on with TEM Select, it was a bunch of guys like myself, guys that are from St. Louis area schools or Columbia area schools that didn't go to the biggest school like Chaminade or CBC, went to a public school, and they're just guys that are just really good players that don't really, that their role changes from their AAU team to their high school team. And have realistic expectations. Yes, yes. And so my job on the AAU team was we had a bunch of guys, every guy on that team averaged 20 points a game almost. And so my job on that team was really to make sure that I was a facilitator, that I was a passer, that I was a leader, because, you know, when you get to high school season, uh, obviously my goal is to, or my job is to score the basketball. But in AAU, I mean, they don't really keep stats too much in AAU, besides you know, the occasional Earl Austin shout-out. But, um... No Earl time update like now. Yeah. But in AAU, I definitely was more of a point guard. Well, I am a point guard, but I was more of a facilitator, a passer, a... You know, I run, run the show, and really my job was to handle the ball against the good pressure and, you know, kind of let, let guys like Avery Taggart and Sam Sisno and, and Brendan Smith, you know, they, them kind of take the ball. And then in high school, you know, the offense kind of goes through me more. And so it's just different, but both were are really good for me because well, whatever role I get to yeah. college, whatever uh, role I receive, I, I will have done it before most likely. That's nice. And, you know, I, I think for us, you know, you have to be the scorer. Mm-hmm. Um Never going to tell you you're shooting too much, you know. And I think Trent, Trent would probably be the first one to tell you that. I still, you know, we still communicate on a on a gamely basis. Mm-hmm. I guess you would say, as far as you know, taking good shots. And that's one good thing about Trent is, you know, he's going to take good shots. And this year, I think that's cool. As we have mm-hmm. other guys that, you know, you feel yeah. totally, more like an AAU team yes. this year. You know, if, yes. if, you know, as a, I guess as a player, you feel more confident. Absolutely, with, with those around you, especially is, with um, an inside presence with John's really right. coming along because it's a soft, sophomore season. And so when you, when you trust your post presence inside, I mean, it, it really helps you out a lot too. Right. So, um, moving on, tell us before we end the show here this evening, um, what was it like growing up? Like we have some feeder kids out there and parents who are now watching you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and let's face it, you know, you, we find you rebounding for kids the other day after practice and we see the kids in the stands and, you know, you're going to be in a situation where you're going to be a, a high tier division two athlete. Um, one of the probably top five, hope, you know, knock on wood, stay healthy. One of the top five leading scorers in, in school history. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where does, you know, looking back on your, your past, when you were growing up watching Bazell and Kramer with mm-hmm. your brother playing, um, uh, how much fire did that lay into you watching them? And what 
what was the experience like yeah. watching so your brother? So I, I was guys? actually you know, the eight-year-old kid, but I was the leader of our high school student section. Yes, I, yes, I was, I was that guy in the front row leading the cheers, but they were they kept t- telling me earmuffs. I didn't really know what that meant. Uh, yeah. I, I was about At that time, you're probably 13, like, it's, 14. Not, it's not cold in here. Yeah. You know? but, you know, yeah. the kid behind but it, it, it was funny. I showed, <laughs> I showed up to every game. My brother, Brent, played on that team. He was a six-man, and he played a big you're role rough. for him. Did you like just go to – like? he's like, hey, you got to go to the game. Come on, Trent. You got to – like, do you guys go together? Do you go to mom and dad? You just kind of I, I came with mom and dad, and you know, I just walked in like I own the place. Right. <laughs> so um, you walk in with a little straw. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I wore a Kramer jersey instead of a Brandon jersey, and Brandon always got mad about that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He, goes, he goes, "Hey, you're my little brother. Why don't you wear my jersey?" I'm like, "Cause you're not my favorite player." <laughs> like, look who's the guy who's yeah. doing scoring out here. But as as you get into high school, I mean, I, I wrote a English paper on this, and they got 100. percent It's just that it, it came full circle that right. I idolized Kramer when I was a kid, and I really looked up to him. And now that situation kind of turned where the kids are starting to look up to guys like me now. Right. And so, but then 10 years down the road, the kids who look up to me now, there will be kids younger than him right. that look up to him. Right. And so it will always continue. That's what's so great about St. Charles sports. Cause I'm sure Kramer looked up to somebody when he was Absolutely. playing. And so uh, St. Charles West and basketball, I mean, that's kind of, that's always been a, a thing. Just think, having that the one guy that's just a good guy that the kids look up to and the kids, because when you try to imitate a person, like I try to imitate Kramer, right? you become that person or try to be a, a pretty good version of it. Right. And then, you just keep having the same good dudes over and over again. And that was kind of like your situation. You know, we always tell the same story. It seems like if you're a West kid, like for me, I was, you know, eight, nine, ten years old when I was watching Ryan Robertson. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the driveway doing things that Ryan did, mm-hmm. um, doing things that my cousin Blake did. And, you know, you, you have those moments. And I think that some some parents don't understand that a year like this year, if you have a kid who's in our feeder program and you're at games, like this is a year that's probably – going to be one of those years where you're watching a, a good player in Trent and probably a team that's going to be pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And these years don't just happen every time. It's right. public school education. Right. You, you get what the kids you Unless get. You're yes. So, you know, in our situation, those kids are going to probably learn a ton just in the next three months watching <laughs> us. And, and, I, and I hope they do because there will be kids and, and their parents probably tell them this or they're listening. Uh, there will be kids that will look up to them when they're in high school. And it's never... I mean, I kind of figured that out freshman, sophomore year where I was showing up to practice and kids were watching me. I was like, wait a minute, I was, I was that kid. And, and tell, just real quick, just so kind of parents know, um, tell, tell a quick story about the other day. I'm not, not tooting my own horn. I'm, I'm an alum. Um, we had a, f- a few young men, young, young boys from our program shooting on the side hoops, and I called our team together and let, let the audience know like, kind of how we roll and what I said. Uh, you basically said that, um, uh, do I say their parents' name? No, I wouldn't say that. Okay. Well, there were two boys coming to practice, and we weren't we weren't executing right. We were kind of making lazy passes, kind of going through the motions. And it was game prep days. So we're going game over prep our day. offense. And so we weren't going to expend a lot of energy anyway, but we you could tell we weren't focused, like lackadaisical, kind of messing up with some plays. And so he, you know, coach calls us over. I was like, look, I mean, this this parent asked me to come to practice because his boys love watching you guys play. And so can you, if you could please show us a little bit of focus. And then from then on, I mean, you, you can tell we're running those plays, and those kids are sitting – courtside we told them to back up a couple times right they're sitting and, courtside just watching and taking everything and watching every single move those guys made and, and, I, and, and, the, and the dash is taking it all in and i've talked and, to and like it, it was awesome parents to in our feeder program who come watch practice so they see us because they're practicing before or after like those kids who watch our high school kids will get in the car and they will tell their parents the entire drive home mm-hmm. this kid was focused the kid you know what was this kid he wasn't focused he was mm-hmm. kind of dilly-dallying around they watch yes. so intently because yes. i didn't focus one bit 
Yeah, yeah that's why he played. The team is awful in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I I just know that it's something that is in your in your blood. You know, yeah. kind of like me. You, you grew up. We were both very lucky. You had someone like yeah. Kramer to kind of imitate. I had Ryan to imitate, mm-hmm. and plenty in between. Right. Um, Absolutely. And right now, you're in that situation, and that's and that's cool that you understand that because yeah. I think some kids understand that when they're 25 and yeah. they wish that they could have came back and made more of an impact um, on the younger kids that, you know, mm-hmm. when they're 25, those kids who are in fifth grade are now playing or, you know, especially grade. in an atmosphere like the Turkey tip off right. where there's 2000 people, someone's eyes are going to be on you the entire time, whether you're warming up right. or whether you're, you know, getting, a, probably, getting a drink of water at a halftime or well, just, and you, you know, as an athlete, when you're, when you're one of the better ones. And I realized this too late in my high school career, like, there's some there's some people who and coaches who are there too whether they're recruiting you or not they're they're only watching you mm-hmm. you know and I think they're it's like almost like a six year old or a seven year old is the same as a recruit you know a recruiter right. it's like right. six year old's like where's you know where's yeah. the best player and yeah. the and the recruits like I'm watching everything this son of a gun does yes. you know so um uh, I guess before we end tonight's program. Um, how's the recruiting process going for you? I know there's been, obviously, when you're averaging about 30 points through your first four or five games here. Yeah, it helps. Um, it, it really helps. But, you know, I know there's been some things that have happened recently. So let us yes. know what's going on. And so I, I received my uh, <laughs> my first athletic scholarship from Quincy University. And so I, I can't thank Coach Hellenthal and Coach Hawkins up there enough. And uh, they actually have some St. Charles guys, Adam Moore, Ryan Briscoe from Duchenne, uh, who go up and play there. I took a visit there a couple weeks ago, and I loved it. And you know what? It's something I'm so – obviously, you and I have communicated throughout this whole process, mm-hmm. and we're, and I'm, I'm thrilled. But mm-hmm. it kind of gets back to the St. Charles point, and the St. Charles point of the show is you just mentioned two names. And I'm pretty sure Moore and Briscoe aren't up there bad-mouthing Trent Champagne because right. – they respect you as a right. person, as a game. Yeah, as, 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 if Briscoe's goes bad mouth, and when he comes home, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over right <laughs> next door. That's and your neighbor. I'm gonna yeah. give him the talking to. But you know they're up there bragging mm-hmm. about us, and they're they're not. Oh, he's a West kid. They're, they're this kid yeah. from St. Charles worked his tail off, right. and we would really respect that you guys take a look because right. they, and they're not gonna lie mm-hmm. if they're gonna tell them. I'm just saying that's how St. Charles is. It's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not we're looking out for each other. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. And so with the summer, that's when I really started first getting interest from schools. And so in that fall season, you know, no, no high school games, no AU games being played. It was kind of stagnant. But um, as the season started, obviously, I've been fortunate enough to have a really good start for the season. Right. Um, he came so, ready to play. Yeah, he did. He did. No, that's what the fall season's for. Make sure you work to make sure that you're ready for the soccer. season. Yeah. And so, you know, as we, you know, as the recruitment process, it's going to really probably heat up here the next three or four weeks and into the whole season. And you know what? I think with most most people, it's kind of nice to have that offer Mm -hmm. now to where, you know, hey, now it's just kind of, it's kind of, you know, icing on the cake from here. It's going to slow down now. It kind of has to give you a little bit of that, you know, deep breath. Uh, Two two things. One, I'm very grateful that, you know, schools are looking at me. But two, I do feel like, you know, I I put the time in. I've, I've worked my tail off, not only in the basketball court but also in the classroom to get my grades up to where schools can afford me for cheap and as the coaches you know parents who are listening the last i think three or four phone calls i've gotten on trent the the term they keep using is he's a really good player and he's an easy get and the easy get part is because the academics his Mm -hmm. you know grade point average and his act score are getting him to a point where they're able to really fluctuate and, and you're the kind of player where you're going to go have success and because of your academics your team's going to be better because they're going to be able to go get two more yes, guys exactly. and not one more guy exactly and that's what i don't think kids realize yeah. is yeah. your your college team's going to be better yeah. because they're going to be able to save some dough mm-hmm. absolutely um, and, and that's what like i'm telling you that's what makes good yeah. college teams yeah. is to have you can get the kid who's athlete you know academically great but he's not very good that's mm-hmm. not going to help right but if you can get the kid who's got the good academics and can mm-hmm. play 
That's almost like getting two players. Yeah, and so I'm very excited to see what other schools uh, absolutely have have to offer. And um, but mainly, I, I just can't wait. You know, I'm very fortunate enough to, you know, be in the position I am and go to go to school for absolutely, and hopefully for a lot of it paid for, and and just to go play basketball. There's the game I love, as well as get a degree and get absolutely. a job out of it. That's awesome. That's, that's the best part of life right there. And I, I really, truly think that there's going to be plenty more offers to come here. And if, um, like I said, uh, Trent's a very, good, very um, you know, good young man, and we're really close, and, and we look forward to continuing and really enjoying uh, these next uh, three months mm-hmm. together. And um, come out and watch the Warriors play. And just um, you know, before we end here tonight, if there is anybody who's, who's listening and would like to add some sponsorships to the uh, program tonight, you can most definitely email me at uh, coachsteinhoff at hotmail.com or those of you who have my number can give me a call. But we're looking to obviously get more people in, in the community involved in our program. So um, thanks for this evening. And I am Chuck and Lou. And thanks, Trent, a lot. Appreciate of course. It. Thank you. Awesome.